So in this episode, I want to talk about a phrase, and that phrase is model of the world. So this is DTFR episode seven, and it's all about model of the world. Now, what is the model of the world? We each have one, how we think the world works, how we think life works, how we think our interactions work, what we think is happening. Our model of the world controls our perceptions. Our model of the world drives our behaviours. It changes perspective for us. That's why no two people ever see things exactly the same because they're filtering through a very different experience. So our model of the world is based on our experiences. It's based upon our, our knowledge. It's based upon our interactions and we store that. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about where that's stored when I talk about my model of the world in a little while. So when we have events that spring up that are very powerful, they can knock our model of the world. Our values can get challenged. Our beliefs can get challenged. I mean, normally, if you've got a good set of friends, your friends will believe you're far more capable at some things than what you do yourself because you have a limiting belief in your model of the world of what you can do. But they don't have a limiting belief in their model of the world as to what you can do. So they'll say, yes, you can do that. And you'll be like, no, I can't. And that's part of your model of the world. And that actually creates a mould, if you like, like a, a structure that we operate within. So when we make the same mistakes over and over again, or the same shit keeps happening over and over again, and we go, well, how does the same shit keep happening to, to me you know, over and over again? It's because we're operating within the boundaries of our mould, which is in our model of the world, and it brings about the same results. So the only real way to stop those results from happening again is to challenge our model of the world, to look at our beliefs and our values, look at our experiences, how they colour things, Look at where we have bias and resistance to things happening. Examine our internal landscape and then change it. And then we will see different results in our external landscape. So I'd like to talk a little bit about my model of the world. And that's about how the mind works. And in my model of the world, we have three elements of mind. We have the conscious, the unconscious, and the superconscious. Now, my view of the conscious mind comes a lot from NLP, your linguistic programming. And that is the conscious mind is quite limited. There's extra layer to layer onto this later on in the next podcast. I'll be talking about batteries and I'll be talking about willpower and stuff. But for right now, the conscious mind is quite limited in that it can only take in so many pieces of information at one time. There's a bit of dispute as to how many, but everyone agrees that it is limited. And once you've got past that threshold, obviously you need a backup, something that's going to help the conscious mind to cope. And that's why we have the unconscious mind. Now, the unconscious mind, there's loads of books, there's videos, there's DVDs, there's material all over the place about the unconscious mind. So I want to narrow it down to a few things. The unconscious mind holds everything that's ever happened to us, every piece of knowledge we've ever learnt, and it stores it all in a framework, and that creates our model of the world. What we value is what we believe to be what was important to us, our beliefs, what we believe to be true and what we believe not to be true, Our capabilities, our identity, everything was within that framework of the unconscious mind. And that filters our perceptions. So our senses come in, they go to the unconscious mind, and the unconscious mind sorts out what it wants to bring up into our conscious awareness. So we can actually delete things, because that's what the unconscious mind can do, is delete, generalise and distort stuff from our senses to make sense to our model of the world. Something else we have to be aware of, and that creates bias... And that creates resistance to certain things because we're filtering things to meet our expectations in the unconscious mind. Now, the unconscious mind, our beliefs, values, and everything like that, really form 
massively in the first six years of life. Then they refine over the next six and they refine and they refine. And after that, they do change, but only with highly charged emotional events or something really big happening. Other than that, our beliefs, so the limiting beliefs that we were given when we were younger, because our beliefs are then given to us by authority figures, our parents, our teachers or whatever, and because they are authority figures, we hold it to be true and it becomes a limiting belief. But they can be, beliefs can be positive, but they can also be negative and hold us in place in that mould. So something else that you won't find anywhere else to do with the unconscious mind that is actually, I think you'll only really find it here, is the unconscious mind is a translator for the superconscious. Our higher self, whatever you want to call it, you can call it Jeff, it doesn't really matter. Our superconscious is the next thing we're going to talk about. And that's our higher self, our soul, our energy. The element of us that is pure energy that's collected into the universe that houses our intuition, our creativity, uh, things like our purpose, are all held in the superconscious. But that superconscious comes in blocks of energy or thought, or whatever you want to call it, and it needs translating into real world stuff or physical world stuff. So it goes for our model of the world, it goes for our framework, it goes through our perceptions. So rather than perceiving something visually or hearing something, we get these, these things that these things that will come up from our unconscious. And the trick is deciding whether it's from the unconscious itself or it's been translated from the superconscious and if there's bias and resistance in our model of the world in it. So our unconscious mind has a really important job there. It actually deals with the superconscious a lot and it tends to, in people's model of the world who don't believe in the superconscious or higher self, it tends to delete anything that comes down. But every so now and again, we'll have these odd moments of intuition where things like you look outside, sunshine, and you get a feeling to take an umbrella with you. But you don't because it's sunshine. And you go outside and half an hour later, it pisses it down. Or you get the feeling that you need to ring someone, a friend or whatever, and you don't because there's no real reason to, but then it turns out land and line that they really need someone to talk to at that point. Or you know who's ringing before you see the caller ID. It's all intuition, and that's when we get things from our superconscious. Normally we write them off, normally we ignore them. But the more we lock into those things, the more we can actually get a lot more out of our lives. We can actually break our mould, we find new ventures, we find solutions that we would never find before. I mean, you must have been in a situation where you spend a lot of time banging your head against the wall over a proper problem and you keep on banging your head against this wall. Nothing seems to work. You can't find the answer. You get very stressed and then you just go, fuck it, and you walk away. But when you walk away and you calm down and the unconscious mind calms down, you have that eureka moment. You have that, this is the answer. And it hits you right in the face. That's your superconscious. That's because your unconscious mind has calmed down and your superconscious has kicked in and it's provided you intuitive answers, which has been translated through a model of the world. The more intuitive people tend to have quite an open model and they keep their a framework without filling it in too much. Or they have knowledge which takes them down different pathways and they investigate with an open mind. So that's a little bit about my model of the world with the three elements of mind, how they interact. And in the next podcast, I'm going to talk about how they actually do interact on a more energetic willpower kind of stamina kind of basis and how we end up with the behaviors we have today but for now we have the conscious the unconscious and a super conscious mind and i uh, hope you've enjoyed this podcast thanks very much 
If you've enjoyed this episode of DTFR, which is episode seven about model of the world and the three elements of mind, then I have a resource sheet with more information so you can do more research for yourself, more reading, so maybe some YouTube stuff. Uh, and I also provide exercises to help you get in touch with your model of the world and the three elements of mind. And you can get that resource sheet by going to Facebook, going to the Inflow to Grow page. Feel free to drop us a like while you're there if you want. Uh, but if you click the message message button and that'll open up the browser to my automated bot, Bob. Doesn't like to be called a bot, likes to be called an automated Facebook entity, but he's not listening right now. And you type in DTFR pod 7 and that will bring you the resource sheet with exercises you can do and po- more points of research and reading you can do yourself. And if that's a bit too difficult or you don't know how to do that you can just go into your browser whether it's chrome internet explorer on your phone or whatever and type in m.me forward slash forward slash inflow to grow that'll do the same thing it'll open up your messenger and you'll be able to tell bob you want dtfr pod 7 and it'll bring you the resource sheets if you haven't got facebook drop me an email at cat inflow to grow.co.uk but dtfr pod 7 into the subject box and I'll send you the information sheet by return of email. Take care.